Hi there. Welcome to Take the Stage, the podcast for speakers on the speaking life. We're going to dive into what it means to run a speaker business, how to get booked, how to keep your records, how to create messages that matter and make a difference. I'm Mary Snyder. I'm your host. I'm so excited you're here, and I'm here to help you take the stage. Welcome to the show, Jen. I'm so happy you're here. I can't wait to talk about the Enneagram. I'm so happy to be here too. Thanks for having me, Mary. Oh, you're so welcome. I am a long time student of the Enneagram. So I know I've studied it for about five years. I know you're, you're you know, we've told everybody all your certifications. So you're not only just a, a lover of it, a student of it, a coach. So I would love for you to give our listeners kind of a, a bird's eye view and an overview if they've never heard of the Enneagram, just a quick nugget. Yeah, absolutely. So I always like for all of you who are listening and you're like, what, what is this word that people are saying <laughs> to me? The Enneagram is a personality framework. So if you think about it, like a framework that this is the way I see the world and it shows me why I'm doing what I'm doing. I've done Myers-Briggs, I've done DISC, I've done StrengthsFinders, I've worked with all of those in my professional career. And what I've discovered is that the Enneagram is like the root of all of those things. Because those, those tools show us how and what, which is incredibly valuable to know how and what we do. But the Enneagram shows us why. Why is that my driving behavior? And the Enneagram is all based on these core motivations that we have, what we deeply, deeply, deeply want, and what we're deeply, deeply, deeply afraid of. And so it works to show us these inner parts of ourselves we don't always like to look at. Right. But I, what I've discovered is that the Enneagram shows us the parts of ourselves we don't like, and we grow the most when we recognize those mm. and really learn how to manage and cope with them. So that that's the Enneagram. It's a personality framework that shows us why we do what we do. I love that. And you're right. It does. It's not always easy to find out those parts of your personality. But 
the way I in, interact with people now is so, I like to say it's more kind Absolutely. because I'm more, I'm more conscious of mm-hmm. my shortcomings and the way I engage with people and not everybody communicates the way I communicate. That was, that was one of my biggest takeaways. I agree. And one of the things I talk about a lot, so I work a lot with leaders and I work a lot with teams. And one of the things I say often is that leadership requires ruthless self-honesty and generous self-compassion. And I feel like the Enneagram helps us get there. Yeah, We can be really deeply honest and deeply compassionate with ourselves with the Enneagram as a tool. And that changes our compassion and kindness to others. It does. One of the the biggest takeaways I, I, when I began this journey was number one, not everyone communicates like me. That was a shocker. Shocker. It was. I'm not a small talk girl. I'm like, don't send me an email and ask me how the kids are. Just ask me your question. I don't, I don't, you don't have to be my friend. Just ask me your question. I realize not everybody operates that way. Other people like you to ask mm. them questions about their family and they oh, want to yes. have small talk. And so I had to learn yeah. to soften that part of me and be, be, be more kind and understanding. Yeah. So, All right. So we're going to dive in. We're going to talk about (laughs) your communication and how you communicate on a stage as a speaker and your Enneagram style. I'm so excited about this. I promised this when I started the show in October. So, and here we are much later than October when this show will air, October of 2020. (laughs) So it's been a while and it's been a while coming. So I'm so excited you're here. So where are we going to start? Thank you. Well, I like to start with the eight. So I know this is a podcast, so I'm going to give you some visuals. If you imagine a clock and then instead of 12 numbers around the clock, there are only nine and the nine is at the top where the 12 is. So just that's your visual. We're going to go around that circle. And for all of you who are like, great, we're going to start with number one. We're not, and that's okay. (laughs) So we're going to start with the eights and there are several reasons we're going to start with the eights, but today we're starting the eights because Mary Mary is an eight. So we're going to start with her. So what I know we're gonna start with you. And so we're going to go around the circle and I'm give you some descriptions of what the, the style of speaking and what are the kind of the superpowers and the gifts of each type and what are the things you should watch for areas to grow for each type. And that will hopefully help you when you are on a stage with a mic for any reason, whether that's in front of a team that you're just sharing a presentation idea, whether you're in front of a a youth group, a church group, a conference, a keynote, these are things to remember that will help improve your communication because the storytellers were always here to serve the audience. And these are ways that will help you better serve your audience. So that's what I like to, that's my table setting for us today. I love that. Okay. I want everybody to pause right now. And I want you to think about and, and just say it. Let's all say it together. We're here to serve the audience. That's that is right. a key component. It's something I say all the time. I'd love that you drive that point home. That is why we yes, communicate absolutely. to serve the audience. So thank you for setting us up. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And also know this is like, you know, the snack after school. This isn't the meal. Right, right. <laughs> so 
our, our table is just, it's a tasting, it's a tasting menu. We'll call tasting. it tapas even. So we're just going to give you little, little bits today. And so, like I said, we're going to start with our eights. So the Enneagram eights are like um, some of the powerhouses on the Enneagram. And they, as speakers come out with these fantastic, like bold statements. And they're really good at just landing those big ideas with clarity. They don't like a lot of extra fluffy bits about it. So they're, they have lots of those mic drop moments because they're so clear and so able to come across that way with authenticity. Like that's really authentic to who they are, which is really powerful. So they're the ones that can really walk up on stage and say the hard truths, which is really, really important. One of the things that can trip up an Enneagram eight is that because they like think at the end, they've just nailed it and everybody's in silence. They're like, (laughs) yeah, mic drop, leave the stage. See ya. You know, like, like they're just so excited. And so when they ask for questions and nobody has any questions, they can view that as success. And what's hard sometimes for Enneagram eights to see is that everybody else on the other side has been like the hair's been blown back sometimes by those bold statements and they need a moment a to process. And sometimes this is not the fault of the Enneagram eight, but sometimes can really need to work up some courage to ask any questions at the end. So what eights can do to foster that is really once you're done and you're having a time of questions really genuinely invite and almost admit that that could be hard. I know sometimes that when I'm speaking, there's some big, bold things that come out and it might take you a moment to even process or, you know, get brave enough to ask me a question, but I really want to hear your questions and just invite them and honor who you are. And I think that creates a space for Enneagram eights to engage with the audience. Cause really down deep Enneagram eights do have a big heart though. They're scared of vulnerability. They have a big heart and leaning into that is a really important growth point for our Enneagram eights. That's so good, Jen. Thank you so much. Just a, just a thought, a quick, just a quick thought <laughs> because, because this is something that I have dealt with and deal with <clears throat> is I've, <laughs> I've learned to, to do the mic drop moment and then, and then allow for some lower the intensity in yes. the message, lower the intensity, letting yes. them absorb and then go back up. So it's definitely keeping, because if you keep them at that 100% intensity the entire time, they're so exhausted when you get off the stage, they're like running for the door. Yeah. They're out of yeah. there. So mm-hmm. that's, that's just something I've learned. I think it's a great addition in that light and shade in your yes. speech and pacing of that because yes. because eights are like they can go full tilt for for an hour like and just super intense and recognizing that not everybody can maintain that level of intensity is really powerful i love that you said that all right who's all right. next enneagram nines so enneagram nines talk style is kind of the pleasant peacemaker. Mm-hmm. They they can share what's beautiful about nines is they can bring us into multiple perspectives at the same time. And that's a beautiful gift of the nines. And they, if they get to speak and they, they want to speak, usually an Enneagram nine has worked themselves up a little bit. They don't always like to be the center of attention and 
so there's just an honoring of that nines that if you're getting up there, that's really brave. And so the beauty of sharing all of the different opinions can sometimes cause nines to have a little bit of imposter syndrome sometimes like who am I to get up here? Because really, I'm just thinking about all these different things. And the suggestion I have for those Enneagram nines who really want to be the peacemaker is to lean into that idea that you need to have a point of view. The reason you're up there isn't just sharing information, you're sharing your point of view to serve your audience. So it's your, it's not just the topic, it's your take on the topic. And that is a really important piece for Enneagram nines to remember, because it can be very easy for them to get up there and, and give an engaging, pleasant, kind book report. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. That is an Enneagram nine. I love that. It is. And they're incredibly that they're great community. They're great communicators. When oh they do gosh, take the stage, so because they are so kind to their audience and they do, but that's really good that they have to, they have to own the message, own their point mm-hmm. of view in the message. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And also just as a tip for Enneagram nines, it will probably be exhausting. You, because Enneagram nines have the least amount of energy on the Enneagram, having rituals and routines are really important for Enneagram nines to manage their energy and scheduling. So moving up to a talk and after a talk, know that about yourself and, and don't schedule, you know, the next engaging thing an hour after you've had to give a presentation, you need longer than that. And that's perfectly acceptable. Just as a kindness to our nines to be kind to themselves. (laughs) So then we've got our Enneagram ones. We're moving around the circle to Enneagram ones and Enneagram ones talk style is very teacher oriented. They're great at sharing data and information and details and which is really important. Like we need the details of the story. We need the details of the data. Like, and that's, that's fantastic. Like the details are the richness of stories and what can trip up on Enneagram one though, is they lean so far into the details that people are lost in the details. Mm. So like the literal, like I can't see the forest for the trees because they're so close. Like I'm putting my hands up to my face because all everything is so close. All the details can blind the audience. And so for a tip for our Enneagram ones who are like, but don't you need to know? <laughs> this is the part where you have to understand that everybody doesn't need to know no. as many details as you do. And that just like Mary was talking about, it's really shocking that everybody doesn't need to be nice. Enneagram ones, everybody doesn't need the details. They don't see it as much as you do. And because Enneagram ones like, like details, what I have discovered is that you need about two thirds less details than you think. Oh, that's So good. whatever the amount of details you've got, reduce it by about two thirds and you'll hit a really good balance. And if you're not sure, ask somebody practice. It's always good to practice your talks with a loving audience, get some feedback, but especially if you can find somebody who doesn't think like you and see how they feel about the details, don't tell them that necessarily just give them and say, Hey, what do you have about that? And if they start talking about, well, I was a little confused because of this. And you notice that there were a lot of details in that section, you might take out a couple and that. That's really hard for you. I know it's hard, Enneagram ones, I promise, <laughs> but it's going to help you serve your audience better. And that's the the goodness and the rightness that you're going after. So lean into that a little bit for Enneagram I really, ones. I really like that, Jen. I like, because I, I work with a couple of Enneagram ones and um, in relationship with them and they do bring all the details. I mean, all the details. Yeah. 
but they typically, and, and the speakers that I work with, I have a couple of ones in my, in coaching clients and they, they don't, they don't know, they don't, they don't view the value of story. So if you mm. can blend story and details, yes, that's going to make, that's a magical mix, but I love the two thirds. I love the decrease it by two thirds. Mm. That's so good. Yeah. Well, I love that too, the story power, because one of the things that is amazing about Enneagram ones is they are gifted at bringing order to chaos Yes, and a story starts like chaos. And so (laughs) it just is chaotic. And then if you can bring that in, add your details and then take them out, that's still a process, which makes one feel very comfortable. Yes. (laughs) So you can that that process can be really helpful to our lovely perfectionists. On the yes, Enneagram. our perfectionists. I love that. Yeah. So that group that we just talked about, the eights, nines, and ones, they are all together in what we call the body center. They're very body oriented so, and up on stage can have a lot of presence. Nines have to work at it, but that body center is there. So there you have it. I know it feels like it cut off right in the middle, but we're going to get to the heart triad next week. So we just finished the body, eight, nine, and one. Next week, two, three, and four. Week after that, the head, five, six, and seven. I hope you have enjoyed this and will enjoy this as much as I enjoy talking to Jen, because it is so key that we understand our communication style, our shortcomings, and our superpowers. Both of those are essential. Understanding how we communicate and how others communicate make us better public speakers. So we are going to get better as we learn. I, as always, am Mary R. Snyder, and I help you craft a message that matters and take that message to the stage. You have a great rest of your day.